Welcome to the Brooklyn Tabernacle's Daily Devotions. Now, here is the Senior Pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, Jim Simbola. Good morning, or as they say in Alabama, how y'all doing? Good morning. I was just down in a southern city in the last few weeks. You know, I'm from Brooklyn, born and raised. And in Brooklyn, there's a culture, there's cultures everywhere. But some things just, you don't get used to. So I was down there and I walked in a drugstore to buy something. How y'all doing, darling? That's what the lady said to me. And I was like, in Brooklyn, we don't usually stop on the street and say, how you doing, darling? We don't use that. And of course, she meant well, it's part of the culture. She called me darling about six times, but she didn't know me. But it was Southern, warm, friendly, very nice. Every place you go, it's a little different. I was once in, what was that country? I, oh, yeah. I was in Budapest, Hungary. And the Hungarian language is not close to any other language. But when people speak it to each other, it's very rough language. Very doesn't have an affinity to very much except, I believe, Finland. But when people talk, it's in the culture to like almost yell at each other. So I was on a plane and it sounded like 18 arguments were going on just where I was sitting in coach. And when people greet each other in the morning, it's like they're mad. Instead of like, good morning, it's like, and that's the way they say hello. But I'm not doing that today because I love you. I want to encourage you. Oh, I'm going to encourage you in the word today. Second Peter chapter one, we're going to finish it. Above all, verse 20, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So this has a lot to do now with what we call the Bible. He's referring now to the Old Testament scriptures, and he says, you got to know, first of all, the people who wrote this, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and others, they didn't make this stuff up. They didn't try to figure it out. They weren't studying what was going on in the world and said, um, you know what I think will happen? I'm going to throw this prophecy down. Like I predict, like horoscopes. You don't read a horoscope, do you? Don't do that. I stopped someone the other day who was talking to me. And I said, I know you're not a Christian, but don't waste your time telling me your sign, your Aries, your Taurus. Stop. The stars aren't going to predict what's going to happen. They read God's word. It not only talks about today, it talks about his future plans for all eternity. He's saying now, Peter, remember this, first of all, no one who wrote these scriptures, including now New Testament canon of scripture, including Peter himself, no one made this up and said, you know what, I want to just make some predictions and say some things based on my own opinion. No, scripture is based on human beings, fallible in themselves, but infallible as the Holy Spirit carried them away, moved upon them, prodded them, inspired them to write down things that have the authority of God behind them. He says, you got to realize that. We're not reading the product here of human thinking. This is divine, the divine word of God. It never had its origin in human will, but prophets, though humans, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So I want to talk about that, not just with Scripture, but the prophetic element 
that we're so missing in our lives and churches through preaching, which obviously is not infallible. The only infallible part is when you're quoting the scripture. But notice what prophets did. They had nothing to say of worth unless God got a hold of them and inspired them to write what we call Holy Scripture. They didn't give us their opinions. They were saying, thus saith the Lord. Now, in another sense, let's analyze this. Even though you might not be a pastor, you do speak possibly to a group and exhort. The Bible says, if anyone speaks, let him speak as an oracle of God with the authority of Scripture behind it. Speaking under the anointing of the Holy Spirit to give it an authoritative tone and the ability to penetrate into people's hearts rather than just tickling their mind. But I was speaking to a group of pastors recently in Florida, and I said, it takes great courage to be a pastor today. Pray for your pastor. Pray for whoever your leader is. You know why? It's so easy to cave and tell people what they want to hear and avoid something that might make them go like, what? What'd you say? What are you, a hater? I didn't come here to be judged. I'm not changing anything in my life. Get out of my kitchen. I just came here for you to smooth my ego and caress my ego and tell me that I'm okay, you're okay. But that's not what preaching and the Word of God is about. The Word of God has a thousand encouragements for us. But you know what it also has? It has the hard part of Scripture where the prophets, let's say, had to give corrective words. Read Isaiah, read Jeremiah, read Ezekiel. Read the messages um, some of Samuel and some of the things he said. It's corrective, like a doctor. Sir, you weigh 614 pounds, and I want to break this to you. Your cholesterol, it just went off my scale. It broke my scale. You know, I don't have the number to go with your cholesterol. So you got to change. Hey, I've told you this before. But remember, Jesus was called the great physician. Doc, I didn't come here to hear negative talk. Don't tell me something's wrong in my life. Just give me one of the yellow ones and one of the blue pills, and I'm good to go. So as we speak to people, family members, people we love, and we encourage them from the Word, let's also remember that sometimes the Word, inspired by God, we can't be afraid of it. It brings a corrective element. Paul tells Timothy, a young minister, remember, encourage, exhort, and rebuke with all patience. The word rebuke there means saying sharp words. Say sharp words. Bible school, what seminary says, yo, when you leave here, remember to be anointed on Sunday to say sharp words to the congregation or to someone in counseling. No, that's not in our culture. We're into selling stuff. When someone's selling a Toyota or an Apple product or an app or anything, they don't say sharp words to you. They say, you're going to love this. You're a beautiful person. You deserve a beautiful car. So let's get this on. But we can't do that with Scripture. We have to tell people, He saves from sin. Turn from your sin. Repent of your sin. And you'll see what Jesus can do. Let's be faithful to that word that comes under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, God Himself. God bless you. See you on Monday. Mm -hmm.